whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hello, Julian Kobes here from Rock Antenna. Have fun listening to the chat I had with Scott Holiday from Rival Sons just a few hours before the gig that took place in November in the Große Freiheit 36 in Hamburg. We met there at the private cafeteria. Oh. So we're in the cafeteria and it's yeah. very nice so in here. you in a, a typical restaurant here in Hamburg. That's very right. Nice. <laughs> so um, now it's very dark in here in our city. Um, but you have been here a lot of times, I saw. Sure. Especially here in that area, in the yeah. Ripperbahn, at the Keats. But um, now you see that wonderful location here, the Elbphilharmonie. Um, yeah. That is missing, that spot. How, uh, would that be something for you to play there inside? It's like oh, that one legendary concert house. No, what's it know? called? Hmm? Uh, Elbphilharmonie. Yeah, of course. I want to play there. I'll Maybe next it. time. I will try to play here. Thank you. Okay, now you get that uh, that image on your I'll fridge remember. every time. Yeah, exactly. We can see outside it is dark and raining pretty immediately no. right up when we got off the bus. Luckily, there's windows and we can see out. The thing is, I also present uh, the weather at our station. Yeah. And I thought uh, in the morning it was very light and clear and nice. Yeah. And later it got uh, very dark and gray. And I thought, this is like your two albums, but the other way around. Uh, right. It's reversed. <laughs> it's like a reverse. Like uh, the light bringer at first and then the dark fighter. <laughs> so let's talk a bit about uh, your two albums in a row. A uh, very nice year you have, 2023, two albums. Yeah. And I asked myself, did you record the first album in the dark? And then finally you found the light switch and then you got the other one. Uh, how did you do it? Very clever. Uh, the albums were actually recorded together. Um, and after they were all done, we were able to kind of clearly see that, A, the records uh, together on one, one release were a little longer than I would have liked them to be. But more importantly, um, the idea of uh, uh, having a, a refractory period between the two was really appealing to us. It's hard in this day and age, everybody listens in very short spurts, even in seconds, you know, like... Yeah. You think when we're flipping through our phones and stuff, it's like 15 seconds at a time that we listen, 30 seconds at a time, maybe. So um, I think short attention span is just a, a sign of the times. It's just what's happening right now. So giving people an album that's like 30 minutes, another release that's 30 minutes, and they kind of have uh, not, not completely polarizing themes, but uh, uh, things that work together and, and one kind of answers the other. Is It, it works. I think a double album would be to have too much at one time. And maybe we'll do that. Who knows? I think we've talked about it a whole bunch. I think it's likely that at some point the release will be together, but anyone can buy them together now and play them back to back if you want to. How much um, Dark Fighter and how much Lightbringer is in you in Rival's Tons? Is that uh, balanced or how much would you consider that? Well, I'm certainly a Dark Fighter. Yeah. And I'm certainly a light bringer. I'm so fortunate that I have the energy to bring some light. And it's not always that we have this kind of energy, but with this kind of a job, uh, I, I find artists are an easy tell that they are bringing light to people. While I'm on tour, a lot of times I'll go out to museums and see paintings and sculpture, or when we're reading or even seeing film or any anything, anything. Yeah, you know, that's pretty obvious. This is bringing light into our hearts. And then uh, just regular meeting people in everyday life, you find your your light bringers, you know? People that have, have this goodness, this love, this focus in them 
for us, this is a, a time that just felt like, I think every time has been this, but even now for us, it feels more focused. This is a time for compassion. This is a time for loving people. This is a time for understanding people, for seeing what connects us, for seeing our similarities, for slowing down and not wasting our energy on differences and division and um, arguing. You know, there's enough strife, there's enough divisiveness in the world. So I think our records are telling a story overall like this. It's, 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 it's a time to be a dark fighter and a light bringer. Let's talk about your concerts. You are, you've opened for so many uh, big bands in, in your uh, um, history. Camp mm. Rose, ACDC, Black Sabbath, and so on, so on. Uh, how important is uh, that for you to have uh, a good opening act? And how fun is it to get the uh, crowd ready for the main gig? Yeah, uh, it's been incredibly fortunate that we've we've been able to play with sabbath and ac dc and guns and roses and aerosmith and deep purple and it's fun to, to be close to it you know as a kid i i, I went to these shows as, as a young man you know i went to these arena shows i went and saw guns and roses open up for the rolling stones we played with the stones too i went and saw the stones multiple times Great. i've seen all these shows over the years so to be that close to it and uh, get to meet people and become friends it's uh It's a learning experience. It's uh, just just even by osmosis doing these shows, you pick up ideas and, and learn something. Um, for us, and, and warming up a band is great. The thing I love about warming up for a big, big artist is generally mm -hmm. the audience does not want to see you. Now, I love that. Okay. Because I feel like my band, we know what we're doing. We do it pretty well. And I, I like the arm wrestle. I like the, the, you can feel the audience go, don't care, right when you come out. And then you play a song and they go, uh, I'm listening. Then you play another song and they go, that was pretty good. Then you play another song and they go, I liked it. And then you play another song and they go, I love this band. And then you keep going and it's just, by the end, everyone's out of their seats and, and applauding. And you're like, none of those people knew who we were. None of those people cared. All of them love us right now. That goes away. If you're a very, very, very large band, they just love you. Even if you're just playing okay, they love you. They, don't even, they can't even see good or bad. They just see they love you. 95% of the time, we've been able to turn an audience. So we have a good track record of turning audiences. Um, I'm sure there's a couple shows in there where they just went. But I think in general, we've turned them. We work hard. We don't mess around. We leave it on the stage and we can feel it if we're having to work harder and, and dig deeper and find something in us to deliver to them. It's like uh, that light we're talking about. We have to find that light in us. Like as much as we can find that light, it put that light in those people's heart. You know, it's not, I used to uh, say it's like a knife fight making music in the band, but I would like to re-equate that to something much more peaceful. And it's, it's much more like finding something powerful in us that, that, that's pure and clean and beautiful. We are harnessing it and trying our best to find it and trying to put it into the people watching. So there becomes this symbiosis, And when they get it, they're giving it back to us. Mm -hmm. And now we're just passing it back and forth. It's a really beautiful experience. So a lot of times we don't think about this when we go to rock shows because we're just enjoying. Yeah. There's something much deeper happening. As, as the human species, as energy, as spiritual beings, we're having this beautiful exchange that's magical. So we have tried to harness that when we've opened for artists. And I think most of the time we've been able to do that to a pretty large degree every time we turn the audience. I feel very... Um 
successful, uh, especially in Germany. How successful would you have to be to move entirely here to our continent? We were trying to look at uh, Hansa Studios. You know, Hansa, I think it's in Berlin, where they did like Actum Baby and, mm -hmm. no, and no, uh, no. Bowie's recorded there. And so no. many people have recorded there. We were looking at that. We didn't get to go in, but we were trying to get in to see it. So who knows? I think it's all about, in the end, it's about... Uh, We live where our family is. We have enough time to visit uh, the Hamburger Dome, the big fairground that is here in the... In the I did today. Uh, did I think, today? I think, no, I did not. Ah, you did not. Okay. I think some people might have, though. Okay, some, some yeah. of your colleagues. Yeah. All right. All right. Yes. What do you ex expect from, from the gig today? Um, the German gigs have been so fantastic. We've been really lucky. Uh, people are hearing the records that we're making. They're understanding what we're trying to do. And, and you never know if people are going to come along for the ride or if it's going to be too challenging for them or just they won't enjoy it. But we found uh, uh, the European tour over, especially Germany as well, has, has really embraced what we've done. The shows sold out tonight. They've all sold out, all the German shows. And uh, I, f I feel like we're, the band is playing at a very high level. Playing, we're playing at a good level. And uh, I think we're going to play a special show tonight. Possibly our best show we've ever had in Hamburg tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how, how many times have you been in there? Like six or seven times? Something like this, yeah. yeah. And um, after that, after that long tour, um, I think you, you end uh, at the end of November, is that true? You were one week out right now, yes. Yeah, so we go home on the 22nd. Oh, okay. And then uh, the holidays are uh, on, the, on the horizon. Yeah, we go home just in time for our Thanksgiving. Huh. And then, uh, obviously, Christmas and uh, the New Year. Yeah, we're gonna take a good break. I think we're taking about three months. Do you celebrate it uh, as you celebrate the holidays and Christmas also with your colleagues in the band, or are you all celebrated in your family area? We all certainly talk, but we're not together. We're all with our wives and kids and yeah. families and stuff. But we definitely all talk to each other and wish each other happy holidays for sure. Yeah, holiday also your name because, <laughs> because you enjoy that so much. That's me. Yeah, it's me, Mr. Holiday. It's Holiday. <laughs> cool. So uh, the last question I have, we ask uh, every person we read which uh, rock song they consider the best, best song you heard in your whole life. And um, mm. you have some history to, to share. Well, uh, which song would you pick if you had to know? Well, that's so difficult because yeah, I'm yeah. constantly evolving and changing. Yeah. And what was once the best rock song in my life at 15 changed when I was 16. And probably changed four times that year. So, Certainly by the time I'm this age, my rock song has evolved uh, probably 50,000 times. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's huh? changed a lot. I could definitely rattle off a song in my head, and I don't even know if it's very rock, but I think of something that I always feel good when I hear that feel, feels like it was a monumental moment for an artist that I really appreciate, that it never has left me. I think of something like uh, Breathe by Pink Floyd, that I constantly, when I hear the song, I feel like this was such a monumental move for them, and it always brings me happiness. So does it feel like you you come home to to, to this, when, when you hear it, like, uh, oh, well, there's, there's this song that I love, I know so well, you can uh, listen to it every, every day, or? How is it? Or maybe, have maybe, maybe. I try not to listen to anything every day. Uh, have some variation. Uh, to be honest, you know, I'm listening to rock and roll less on my free time because I'm making so much rock and roll. Now, 
and I'm making so much loud guitar music that on my own time, I'm listening to a lot more jazz music oh, okay. or like yeah. soul music and yeah. just listening to different things. Yeah, right maybe. now, I'm on a huge bossa nova kick. Oh, okay, okay. And maybe you get some strings or some other instruments and then there's uh, one step into the philharmonic. I like it. Great idea. Nice. We'll talk then when you get there. <laughs> All right. Thank you for your time. I think you you get some food right now, or something else. Or what? What is the next step that you that you do before the gig? Maybe throwing a suit on and uh, with some boots on and getting ready. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.